Welcome to Your Beautiful Game Podcast, where we encounter the wins, losses, and everything in between, from soccer to life. Put beautiful games to play and learn from. We get to choose to prepare, practice, learn, and implement in our own game. Now let's play. Today, I wanted to almost do like a part two, kind of, of the last little mini episode that I released earlier this week. And... I, you know, appreciate all the love and support and everything that I always get when I'm being very truthful. I am putting myself out there and putting my own journey out there and my experiences. And so what I thought would kind of liven up the mood and everything is I'm going to give you a quick update, but then also kind of just give you some cool experiences that I've had in different lenses uh, throughout my soccer career, throughout just soccer being a part of my life in general. And I think it would be really cool to just see all those perspectives that I have and also some perspectives that I'm looking forward to having um, later in life. So quick update. Uh, We're doing good. We're doing fine. I am doing my work. I'm taking my time. Uh, We just got back from a soccer tournament for Kyle that he had in Austin, Texas this past weekend. And we got to bring our dogs and we got to stay at a hotel. And uh, we actually used to live in Austin for seven years uh, before we moved here. And it's just really cool to, again, how I was just saying, like, see the city that you lived in that you were a part of that you really like integrated into your life at that time um through a different lens and me and kyle were talking about this that you know when we go back to austin we we don't see ourselves ever living there again but we can remember all like the cool stuff and like what to suggest for people and it's it's cool to appreciate the things that we got to experience at that time and like whoever if you're listening to this if you've been to austin or if you haven't um there is an overlook called the 360 overlook and it's kind of infamous because um there's like a bridge that is on this road called 360 and it's a 360 loop and there's a bridge that goes over uh one of the rivers called ladybird lake um that goes through it and there's an overlook above it. So you have a really good view of this bridge. And like for us, how I just explained it, it's like a tourist attraction. People go up there to take cute pictures and all that stuff. Like, but for us, like if we were ever go through there and we always used to say this or we'll say it to like people that were showing around or if we ever go visit again, we go, oh, like that's where you're, you know, that's where Kyle proposed to me. Or that's where, you know, one day I want to say like, oh, that's where your dad, you know, proposed to me. It's like, it's just really cool to like have that type of experience with it and be able to show people that too in a different light. And let me tell you, like, we've only lived here in the Houston area for going on three years, I believe. Yeah, going on three years. And going back to Austin, it has changed so much within those years. And crazy enough, it was like the pandemic time. It was like all this stuff. So all in all, like we got to, sorry, sidetracked a little bit. Um, We got to have a nice little weekend to see some people. I got to see some clients. We got to be a part of 
again, other people's experiences, his players' experiences of a tournament, and like the dogs got to have a good time. It was just a nice getaway, also a nice decompression for myself off of last week. And so we're still grinding, we're still doing some stuff until the holidays. So I'm really excited to just be in a better and lighter uh, mood, but a lighter feeling uh, going into working and being with clients and planning things for 2023. So um, that is the update on me. And uh, you can probably hear it too, um, that I, I do feel a little bit lighter. And like I said, like I have my moments. I might dip one day. I might be at my peak another. And that's my right of life. That's the way that I am functioning through and flowing through and dealing with as I go along. And I'm learning every single day. So that's the cool thing. So again, I wanted to kind of go through different lenses of the experiences that I have had uh, while soccer has been a part of my life. So the first lens I got, you guys have heard throughout this whole podcast is as a player. And I was telling a lot of like the soccer parents this past weekend, um, just like how I got started and all these things. And I I know on my very first episode, I mentioned all these things, but you know, I just decided like, well, I just want to try it. And then after talking to like my parents and my dad on that, that other episode I have with him, it's cool to know that like, this wasn't planned. This wasn't something that my parents were like, you're going to play soccer or you're going to, you're going to be a soccer player. It was just something I chose and it was something that I chose to love and I chose to have a part of my life and chose to be competitive in and chose to have passion for, still have passion for, which is really cool. And so that passion for that actually drove me into what I got my degree in. And, you know, as a soccer player, I always got injured. I, I've had a lot of injuries in my day and uh, we can, I can have a whole episode just about that. Uh, but because I've had so many injuries, I've gone to doctors, I've gone to the athletic training room. I've, what I used to do is just observe. I used to observe, like, how do you fix this? How do you, how do you go about this? And I, I, I took mental notes. I figured out how to take care of myself when these things happen or, you know, not totally give advice to, but yes. Like if someone asked me like, Hey, like, I remember you spraining your ankle. What did you do? And I was like, this is what I did. And if it works for you, great. If it doesn't like try something else that I don't know. And so I got my bachelor's degree in kinesiology, which is exercise science. And my favorite classes that I took were uh, prevention of injury and biomechanics and anatomy. Like the human body really, uh, interests me like it, it re- it's very interesting to me how we are all functioning every single day in this physical world through these things called our bodies <laughs> and what makes them up and how they function and why we all look different or why we all function different why we feel something maybe somebody else doesn't feel it intrigues me so much and i could talk for days and days and days about it so Lo and behold, uh, that really pushed me to get that uh, as a degree. And then, 
of course, soccer took over again. So speak of injury, you know, I tore my ACL my end of my freshman year of college. So it gave me an extra year for to be a red shirt, but I was finishing up my bachelor's degree on time. So at the time, the coach was like, hey, if you get your master's degree, you can technically play one more year. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'll just go to Concordia again. And it's all an online program. So enrolled, I did that and I got to play an extra year technically, um, which was really cool, but it also pushed me to get a degree, a master's degree in sports administration. So seeing different things, what can I do with my life with this kinesiology degree that I have? I don't have to just be a coach. I can be an athletic director. I can be a, a PE teacher. I can you know, be an event planner. I can work at a stadium. I can do all these things. And it really like opened up my mind to like, hmm, interesting. Like my whole life, because I played sports, like I didn't really pick anything to be like, oh, I want to do that when I grow up. I, you know, would be like looking at my mom and my dad and be like, I guess I'll be a teacher or I can, I guess I can be a nurse or whatever. We'll see. I'll, I'll figure it out. And the more I got into these things, I'm like, no, I was meant to like do something with this type of realm. And when I got through that, uh, at the end of it, I was like, so what do I do? So I started working at a soccer store and I was like, okay, I'm going to be a soccer coach. Like that's, that's what it is. I even interned for my college soccer team as like an assistant coach. And so I was like, I'm going to be a soccer coach. And it's really cool because if you're a soccer coach that has goalkeeper experience, like you're a little bit above just regular old coaches, right? And so I was like, oh, like I'll have a step up in the game. I got an internship, like I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll get a coaching job. So I said, well, in the meantime, to pay the bills, probably should go work somewhere that's somewhat related. So I worked at a soccer store for a while, got some managerial experience, which was really cool. Um, and some other experiences that brought me to Orange Theory. And I was a front desk person, learned more of the business side and learned how memberships worked, learned how to, you know, um, cancel memberships, freeze memberships, deal with customer service type of stuff in the fitness world. Whoever's listening to this, if you've ever been to an Orange Theory, when you walk in, um, you see the front desk and everything, but you can actually see into the class because there's a glass wall so you can see everything that's going on at the same time so we used to say like oh um i want to be on that side of the glass like i want to be doing what that coach is doing i want to be on that side and so one day i just decided i was like okay i want to become a personal trainer because that's how i get that position got my certification in personal training which uh, i had to take a couple times i failed the first time and when I did, I was like, cool, I'm taking a next step. I didn't know about this world of personal training. I just thought I wanted to be either a, an athletic trainer or a coach or like anything like that because I always got injured. I always played sports and personal training never crossed my mind until I started working at an orange theory. And I was like, well, I still work with bodies. I get to tell people what to do. I still get to help people. And uh, this is fun. Like I don't have to work you know, an eight hour shift, I get to work like three to five hours a day and make the same amount of money. So 
that was a cool gig for a while because it showed me like one side of fitness where it's high, high motivation, high everything, high energy, um, but it's exhausting. And there's a reason why you only work three to five hours a day because you got to be at like 100% for three to five hours straight. And when that was coming along, it was like, how do I still take care of myself and work out? Well, there's free workouts, but I got up at 4.30 this morning and I just taught three classes. It was a lot. So I did that for a while and I met that friend that I worked with at Orange Theory that worked at another gym in Austin. And it was a good introduction into more of what I was interested in. It was like, hey, we're a gym, but we're not a commercial gym. We don't just like have like, you know, weights all about and we don't just have machines everywhere. We're a very small gym. We focus on, you know, truly helping people feel things and strengthening that and making it function the best way possible. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. I want to do that. And at that time, uh, that boss that I had, he had a program going on where you had to learn all of these things that he knew about myofascial release, which is just massaging, uh, trigger pointing about how literally, literally how the body works, how your skeletal system works with your muscular system, with the tissues, with everything and how it functions, even like your lymph nodes, how your thyroid affects this, how that I've done it all. And so um, I joined that gym. I worked at that gym for a hot minute. I learned so much at that gym. I learned a lot about people and how people's bodies are very different, how people function, how a sport is functioning. And I still got to deal with injuries, which was really fun because I got to take my experience, right? So all in all, that was my whole life before my my business before the pandemic and at the time i i was like i guess i'm going to be a personal trainer for the rest of my life or i'm going to do this and everything and now i am my own boss again never would have thought that i would start my own business never thought that i would still have a good handful of people from that last gym that i still train to this day and I also get to still be in my soccer realm, which is really cool. I thought at that time it, it, it died out. I was like, no, personal training. I have to be with everybody. And now that I live here in the Houston area uh, and my, my husband's a soccer coach, I almost get filtered these girls that are either dealing with injuries or just want to improve their skills or just want a different perspective of how a short 5-1-5-2 goalkeeper played all the way through college soccer and that's that's a cool way that I keep soccer in my life how I get to still coach soccer in my life and the cool thing about it about all these aspects that I talked about is that I thought I would have to be one of them and now I get to have all of them and be all of them and they are all a part of me, which is so cool, all because of this love and this passion that I had for these sports that I did. And now I also take that as being the coach or being the person, being the mentor, the guide, 
for any of my clients and any new clients I take in, I get to be the person that I wanted at the time, that I needed at the time, the person that would empathize with me during my injury, the person that would push me to do more, to do better when I was being lazy, when I didn't want to, to be the person to educate you on what's going on in your body, what's going on in your head and how to go about it constructively. I needed that person at that time and now I get to be that person. So that's a cool like little life way that I got to where I am and how soccer is still a part of my life. And it's just, it's a cool perspective. And throughout that time, I also was a soccer coach. Uh, I was talking to the parents this weekend about it too. I was a soccer coach for a club hated that let me tell you uh when i say hate it the hate's a kind of strong word but i had it was like night and day i had a 10 year old boys team and a 10 year old girls team and 10 year old boys and 10 year old girls are very different when it comes to soccer or sports in general i'd go to the boys practice and they're like coach kyla let's do this drill like kick the ball with me like let's do this let's do that just high energy and focused on this one thing that they want to do for this hour. Great. The other side of it was these girls where half of them would be like, well, my mom is making me come to this. I'd rather be at dance class. I'd rather be doing this. Oh, I'm going to just go over here and sit down. It was such a learning, like (laughs) it was such a learning time for me and really truly teaching me patience and within that that was right before i went to orange theory but i made that decision too that helped me make a decision of like i don't think i want to soccer coach anymore because if i have to coach these kids when am i going to have to coach college kids and you know lo and behold just wasn't for me so the coaching perspective is really cool because i taught teams and i now teach like individuals so i get to really get to know a player physically, mentally, skill set, everything. Because for a goalkeeper, yeah, the way that I think about things, the way that I was taught things, I get to relay that information to these girls that also go to another coach that are part of a whole different team that have been taught way differently than I was. So it's a cool dynamic that I get to have now. And I always emphasize this, like, I'm not trying to take your coach, your coach's job. I'm not trying to tell you what's right and wrong. I'm trying to give you tools to add to the tool belt when you get on the field with that coach and that team in that time. So it's really cool to be able to be that advocate in my own way uh, for those um, for those kids and for my girls. I always call them my girls. And same for girls that aren't goalkeepers that come to me. And they usually come to me for injuries where I can talk to them about, hey, like I've sprained my ankle. I've gotten concussions. I've um, torn my knee. I've pulled a hamstring in a quad. I have hurt my hip before I've gotten turf burn. I've gotten all the things. Let me tell you, I've busted my fingers. I've jammed my fingers. I've, I've broken my hand. I've done all these things and the way that I've gone about it, the way that I go about it now, older and after like 20 plus years of playing, um, how I take care of myself, I get to teach these people how to do it. And 
again, I get to be the person that I wish I had at that time, but now I get to be now for everybody else, which is really cool. And then the next perspective is I want to go the more coach's wife route because this is a whole different perspective. So me and Kyle do not currently have kids. We have fur babies, but we don't have kids. And, you know, it's cool to be able to sit on the sidelines as me, as a non-coach. I'm just his wife watching, watching him coach and really having thoughts of, you know, I can't wait for the day that I get to watch my kid, not just my husband coach. I get to watch my kid play, how I would conduct myself, how my kid's going to be, which is, is just a fun thought, how me and Kyle will be as parents, uh, with sports and, everyone pushing us for to have a soccer player because we're both soccer players. And, you know, it's just cool because I've talked to my dad about it. I get different perspectives. I get to reminisce on my experience versus like my husband's experience with soccer. And it's just really, it's just a cool perspective to have. But also when you get to sit with other parents and you get to sit with other people that do have kids in this at that age, and seeing how they deal with it and seeing how they talk to their kids and knowing how to almost navigate it for ourselves. There's no judgment. I don't care if you yell at your kid. I don't care if you're hard on them. That is your prerogative and how your your kid responds. And I will have to deal with that one day. I will get to do that one day and see how my kid responds and how my kid is going to be in their sport and it's just really cool to think about but it's cool to almost be like outside of it when i don't have a kid i get to watch my husband do his thing and see his perspective of the game and how he you know puts it out into the world which is again it's really cool so to be happy for a team and to cheer on a team that is technically not mine and I still get to be a part of, which is really cool. And I want to say the last like experience, the last perspective that I have right now is playing as an adult is very different than how you used to play. So when we got out of college, we were like, what do we do? <laughs> And there's, there used to be an indoor place that we used to play at all the time. I actually worked there for a hot minute too, where like Thursday night was ladies night. I used to play all night long there, like game after game after game. And that was such a cool time because it was like, oh, I still get to play soccer. I don't have to be goalkeeper. I get to like do all these things. And it was the same for Kyle. He would come out, play indoor, and he would go play at um, an outdoor field that had like open field and we would play on teams and leagues, outdoor, indoor, 6v6, 7v7, like all these things when we were like just out of college. Then when we moved here, um, we were like, well, what do we do? We don't know about leagues. We don't know people or anything like that. Um, the very first one that 
was offered to us was because of a soccer dad that Kyle had. And it was an 11 v 11 outdoor, which we hadn't played since college. And what that was almost like got six ish years ago. And so I was like, okay, well, as long as I don't have to play goalkeeper because it's a co-ed team, I don't want to do that. And Kyle was like, well, I'll play and we'll see how it goes. So we did that for a hot minute and I loved it. I was, I was like, Ooh, like I'm back in it. Like we're back in this thing. And I get to live out my forward dreams on this 11 v 11 over 30 team. Like that's what I get to do. And watching people who have played the, this game for just as long as you have and more and come out on a Sunday afternoon and be just as competitive as if it was the World Cup every single weekend is amazing to watch and amazing in very different ways. Amazing in a way that you can tell that soccer was a huge part of every person's life on this field. And we still have that same passion, that same fire, that same love for the game. And the other like side of it is that a lot of the a lot of these people are treating it as if they were still that age when they had this fuel this fire when they were super competitive where like i'm like hey by the way we all got to go to work on monday so let's not slide tackle let's not hit each other let's not yell at each other there's no point to be fighting as as 30 plus year olds right so i've really learned a lot by playing with adults in that case and both men and women at the same time because it's very it's just so interesting to watch it's very interesting to be a part of so the last perspective that i have is i'm currently on a team that i was told was co-ed it's not co-ed it is a men's league team uh for 7v7 and we play on sunday nights on turf um and there's a lot of little different rules i play with kyle and you know as a woman, this is not, this is my own opinion. As a woman that didn't play as much field as I did when I was a kid, as I do now, um, it's really cool to have very supportive men, uh, very supportive uh, teammates that happen to be male on a team and in a league that I am the only woman. And I'm the one that shows up and it's, you know, as a kid, I was very intimidated by, you know, people that played club. I was intimidated by, you know, people that would play all the time or people that have done this a lot longer. I would always take that into account for myself when I played people and I'm like, oh my God, they're so good. Or they're this, they're that. So that means I would downplay my own skill level and my own, I downplay my own skill set. And so playing just with men is intimidating especially as one a 28 year old i am a little heavier than i used to be i am not a full skill set of a forward and for these for these guys to be very supportive and really take into account my skill set where i am right now is such a cool what's the word it's just a cool perspective to have. And 
I feel very seen. I feel very comfortable, even when I still get uncomfortable when I show up and I still get to do me. And let me tell you, it, it builds my confidence, not just with my skill set and all these things. It, build, it builds my confidence just as a person and saying like my presence is enough and being with these guys who appreciate me helping and, and doing is, is just so cool. So yeah, so it's just, it's really cool to also have a perspective, an outside perspective of being able to talk about my experiences this way. And so all in all, I wanted this episode to be a little, again, a little shorter, but also give you these different lenses I've seen of soccer and how it's been a part of my life. And if you fit into any of those lenses or multiple lenses, uh, I, I just want you to take a step back and see like how it kind of shapes your perspective of life, your perspective of the world. And a lot of it really does shape my life, shape my world as you guys have walked through with me today. So I just want to send you off on this week in a loving way and just, again, give you the most appreciation for not just this last week, but everything that I do and just show my gratitude for having this opportunity to do this every single week. And I will do this every single week. I will thank you every single week because that's how much it means to me. So thank you for listening. And quick plugs are on Instagram, Your Beautiful Game Podcast. That is where I update. If I don't post, if if something's going to come up, if we're going to post two episodes this week, and then... You can also follow me at Kyla.Duncan on Instagram as well. That is my business account. And that is where I help people, mentor people, also work with soccer players as well. And the last way you can just support the podcast is become part of our Patreon and or uh, just support by buying a little t-shirt from the Etsy shop that is linked down below as well. So I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I will be back on the regular schedule. We got a few more weeks uh, and we're leaning into the holidays. So I will definitely be on Instagram asking y'all some questions, what you guys want me to hit before the holidays. And we will see you in the next one.